Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, the inaugural L-O-T-T Big 12 Power Rankings. Rankings, rankings, rankings. Also, two head coaches embracing the hate within this Tech UT Athletics series. And I'll tell you why Gary Patterson needs to return to his country music roots and leave football behind. Coming up on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to be back with you on Locked On Texas Tech. It's your team every day as part of the Locked On Podcast podcast network i'm casey cowan with the only chris level and we'd like to thank linkedin jobs for being the official college football sponsor across the locked on college network linkedin jobs helping you find the candidates you want to talk to faster so post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college now terms and conditions do apply well chris as we put the wolf pack in the rear view and now set our sights on the university of texas we all know uh, not just a ball game, but but one that comes with some uh, emotion, at least for Red Raider fans, and certainly given the greater context of this matchup, possibly the last time uh, for a good while that we'll see the University of Texas in Lubbock or forever. Who knows? There's a whole lot surrounding this one to talk about, isn't there? <laughs> I love the movie The Sandlot. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's well done, especially when they're uh, chewing tobacco on the the ride and they throw up everywhere. That's the greatest. Uh, similar, similar to the great. feeling uh, when I think about the Longhorns, to be honest yeah, with you, Crystal Conti, right. et cetera. Yeah, that's right. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the, the, there's just no way around this that this um, this game, you know, this you know, really doesn't matter the sport whether we're talking hoops or baseball or whatever. It, it, it just it means something different. We're not supposed to say that. I, I think people involved in it are not supposed to say that, but that's the, the, the fans treat it different. Maybe that's the, that's the one truth. And if you're, it doesn't define your season, it doesn't define your conference race or anything like that, but it, it definitely, uh, it, it means something different. Hence the reason, I mean, this game is is sold out on Saturday at yep. Jones AT&T and you don't, I wish that you did. I wish that you sold out every home game. That's not the reality here. Uh, but there are no tickets to be had for this one. And it it may be because you, you will see this opposition here for the very last time. We don't know what the future is there, but that's the harsh reality of it. And uh, but I, I hope for I hope for spicy. In fact, lots of spicy. Make it a, a meatball. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, on, on Saturday, I mean, I'm, I'm all about it. So I, I hope there's a lot of drama and chaos and. And, and everybody sinks their teeth into this deal because that's what makes this stuff fun, man. I'm entirely with you. And you mentioned right there, those who are involved in it, maybe, I don't know if there's any supposed to or not supposed to about it, but those that are involved in it typically don't necessarily engage in it or acknowledge it publicly. And I think that often that kind of takes something away from it. It seems like, Chris, there's a different approach this time around, really for both head coaches. We'll hear from head coach Joey McGuire coming up in just a moment. But also Longhorn head coach apparently ready, Steve Sarkeesian ready to embrace the hate. I have not been to Lubbock, no sir. Um, but I've heard it's an unbelievable environment. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I love college football, and you guys know this. Like, this is what it's about, you know. I mean, if we played 12 straight home games, I would never get to go experience what else is out there. And so uh, I'm looking forward to an awesome environment. Um, you know. Coach Beard definitely has, has reached out uh, to some degree, you know, and um, we're looking forward to it. Like I said, I mean, hey, there's a lot of places you go and the, other, the opposing fans aren't very happy we show up. Yeah, right? It is what it is. We're the University of Texas. Nobody likes us. That's okay. We embrace the hate. We'll be ready to rock and roll Saturday at 2.30. I don't know if there were like talking points dispensed, but hugging, embracing the hate, is mutual, it seems like. I'm sure y'all have seen social media. And uh, so we've got a, a old friend that used to coach here that's given uh, Steve some advice. Um, you know, I know that there's probably a little bit more uh, animosity to him for different reasons, but it's fun to watch. Um, I don't know if y'all are all into that, but I am. I love the, 
the pageantry and the back and forth and the excitement. And, you know, we get to play a uh, conference opponent this week, and we're really excited to get ready for Texas. Oh, man, there's a lot here. Um, yeah, and, and I, I think uh, that's why this could be really uh, unfortunate if they're never back in, in, in Lubbock because if uh, if even if LSU or Georgia or you, you name off some of the big SEC programs, there's not some of this pettiness, some of this you know stuff that, that they're going to deal with when they go to the SEC. And Texas Tech fans, they legitimately do. They, they despise your every existence. And, I mean – uh, and, and that's what makes it fun. And I think what's interesting, Casey, is that Steve Sarkeesian, there's an unknown with his football team that he has no idea about. And he won't know about it until about 2.45 or 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon because they have right. not stepped foot out of Austin, Texas yet this season. They have not. The Red Raiders got a dose going to Raleigh seeing what it's like and what they may know or not know about their team or signals or just how kids are going to react. And that's a complete unknown for Steve Sarkeesian and his team. Uh, but, but I do, I mean, you, you know, Sarkeesian is basically like he's parroting exactly kind of what, what Chris has said internally and, and about playing the heel, just to use a wrestling term, playing the bad guy, embrace the hate. Uh, just, just kind of play that role, play the villain, whatever, and that's exactly the the, the phrase that uh, that Chris has used before. Uh, nobody here really knows Steve Sarkeesian. There's no history there and all that. They just hate the logo, very much so. And so, <laughs> I mean, it, uh, it, it 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 should be fun. And I hope that Texas has heck trying to deal with it all. Uh, I just hope everybody stays within the lines and is smart, uh, like they were at the basketball game uh, this past year. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, there's always going to be some heat cooking up from a, a regional perspective. Um, you know, no family's perfect, and neither is mine. I've got longhorns <laughs> in the family tree. Uh, okay. So, you know, there are things like this that have intersected all these years that that won't for some time period or uh, forevermore. And it's, it's kind of hard to replace that. You know, I, I see some online from a, a UT perspective kind of exaggerating in a way like, oh, yeah, we're real down to trade tech for Alabama when, I don't know, maybe they're too thick to understand what an asinine comparison that is or they're just using it to their advantage knowing that uh, it's kind of ill-conceived because it's not tech for Alabama that you're trading, but uh, it is one of those kind of middle-tier games or maybe the third or fourth on that schedule where all of a sudden you're going to be looking across uh, at somebody like uh, Ole Miss or somebody along those lines. And it sucks when the other guys don't necessarily care as much as you kind of want them to and I think tech fans have had to feel that in a way like say with the Houston Cougars like all right well you know we're wanting to cook something up here and and we're a little bit uh you know punching down in a way at least as it relates to power five membership all these years versus not hey do you guys want to you want to hate us too <laughs> and they're like hey we can't be troubled Did you see that crowd that's one prediction that came true for me last week what a trash showing in Houston for the uh, Cougars season opener uh, you called it, or that is you nailed it. Hawks. That was yeah. It was even worse than I thought. Sorry, I didn't mean to get off track there, but you get what I'm saying. And I, I'm not sure that Texas experiences that in exactly the same way because they're corporate America. They're the evil empire. They're the Yankees. They're the Cowboys. They're the easiest for everyone to hate. So they're probably going to catch some of that same heat uh, all over. But it won't be the same, Chris. I, I can't imagine. I, I do kind of wonder though why you feel like. Well, I think about the 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 landscape in Texas and some of these series now gone by the wayside for Texas Tech. And the Red Raiders screwed up in two major ways whenever it comes to losing a game with the Aggies or losing a game with the Longhorns. First off, it's Cliff Kingsbury's fault. The Longhorns are going to the SEC. All these years, yeah, we'll play every year, fine. We'll play every year, fine. We'll play every year, fine. Beat them twice in Austin, we're out of the conference. We're out of the conference Aggies oh yeah we'll give you a couple go rounds we'll give you say roughly 70 ball games beat them four fewer times than they beat you we're out of the conference we're gone it's tech's fault in both of these instances I feel like and I kind of wonder Chris you and I went over some of these series percentages as far as historical Texas football series 
Everybody stinks against the Longhorns. Aggies lead the way with a 31% rate. Texas Christian, Baylor, Texas Tech, all like a 23 to 29% kind of range. Tech stinks against the Longhorns in this series overall. All those others I mentioned stink against the Aggies overall. Tech did not. Tech clipped the Aggies one too many times. Why do you think when both of those programs are as well-financed or better than the kingdom of God, the Red Raiders were able to get after the Aggies to such a degree, again, there's only a four-game separation in that series versus an incredibly lopsided one here against the University of Texas. I always thought it was so interesting that they inhabit the same sphere financially, uh, Aggies and Longhorns, but for some reason, two totally different experiences uh, for Tech fans. Yeah, I, it's a great uh, it's a great question to ask, and sometimes you just have a team's number, and I think it's probably the true in both cases here is that you just had a hard time figuring out ways to consistently beat Texas, and and yet when A and M was in the league, especially that last decade, they just they had no answer for you. And, and again, I, I think that's what probably bothers that side of things like we're talking about A&M or UT is that it means so much more maybe to, to the tech program or fan base than it does to them because they've got other rivalries that are higher up on the, on the food chain, whether it be, you know, games versus Oklahoma or each other in, in A&M and Texas case when they were playing, who knows, but, um, and, and they feel like they don't get a lot out of it, you know, like, okay, sure. if we beat tech. Okay. You know, no big deal. Whereas I think when you do it, it's like, okay, this is a, this is a big deal around here. Whether any of that's true or not, I don't know. That's clearly the perception on both sides of it, whatever. Uh, but I think it's, it's been frustrating in, in the past with Texas because sometimes, and they always have better athletes than you most of the time, deeper, more talented, uh, but I think there's been some times in recent history where you've competed with them, and other times you just you just haven't. Last year was kind of one of those. Uh, but Woof. yeah, but when you get them on the hook and you let them off the hook, that's what's really frustrating too. Uh, and and I I don't know what this year's version of this game will look like. Uh, and I but I I don't mind saying it. I miss playing the Aggies for the for the same reasons too. I don't I don't know if they miss playing you at all. They probably don't miss the results uh, that, that we last saw, but. Um, you know, and, and it's funny because you now have a head coach that has been in the recruiting battles with a lot of the players on these rosters. He's very well aware of of so many guys on that UT roster and 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 knows their high school coaches and he's talked about these things. Yeah, he went to so and so and I tried to get him, you know, and I we we got a kid off of his team. I mean, you know, so you know, we, we've had head coaches in, in the recent past where, you know, maybe they weren't familiar with all those recruiting battles or knew where all the bodies were buried as far as how the recruiting <laughs> got done with UT, right? But he's yeah. Joey and 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 a lot of guys on his staff very well aware of, of kind of how that roster was put together and uh, who's in charge of it now. I, I just think of it as a uh, a great state family, you know, and the Aggies were <laughs> – we're all out in the driveway playing horse, having a good time. You got Big Brother University of Texas. You've got middle child deranged in the head, Texas AM. You've got cute, precious, work hard, mama's favorite, Texas Tech. You've got adopted from like a religious foster home Baylor, but only because they went wild before they had to go to the foster home, like strung out on the streets and whatnot. Anyway, the Aggies just too <laughs> sensitive. You finally get a win over them in horse, and we're taking the ball and going home. We got a family feud now running for 50 years. We're not even coming to Christmas anymore. We're not talking to you. It's a home alone situation. You know, yeah. we're out shoveling uh, salt on the street. Kevin! Will you play horse with us for crying yeah. out loud? Yeah. And I don't know what to do with the University of Texas, but maybe throw it back our way every once in a while because there's some entertaining stuff, obviously, that we're going to be losing out on. But, yeah, embrace the hate. I used to have a harder time with the University of Texas because it seemed like we're playing the freaking Dallas Cowboys sometimes. I'm like, yeah, you know, love to beat them, but I don't really, like, loathe those who are so interested in Texas football like at a time uh, I would with some Aggies. And I don't know what that says about me, but I'll do some soul-searching uh, as well. But I, I'm cooking some of that beef. Uh, organically now with the University of Texas, clearly, and it's it's more so on the hardwood. But I have no problem uh, asking Chris Del Cani, how's your mother? You still borrowing her jeans? <laughs> he's uh, got no problem with that. He's slippery, man. Uh, that that would be my that would be my comment there. And the last thing I'll say before we wrap this conversation up, I love what Joey McGuire said. 
in that he embraces these kinds of shenanigans, uh, tomfoolery, whatever we want to go to there in that stuff on social media. He's all for it. And I think that he also understands I need to keep my kids focused and paying attention and all that. But as far as like the, cause I, I think I mentioned this to you yesterday after we, we did our show, he's got a lot of Vince McMahon and kind of PT Barnum qualities about him. He <laughs> loves all the, the pomp and the circumstance that comes with these, uh, you know, games and the sport in general. And too many times coaches, yeah, we don't get caught up into that. I haven't seen any of that. I'm not. I'm focused. I'm not paying any attention. No, in fact, he's the one that brought it up. Right. I mean, he's the one that that, that introduced it to uh, to his own press conference. <laughs> I was like, I'm here for it, man. I'm I'm all about. I, I know. I yeah. noticed that. Like, he's actually on social media. I guess I'm always wondering, like, which intern is charged with saying let's no. go or like he he's on. That's him, man. Hey, that did you guys 100%. see on the gram that Sark was <laughs> yeah. talking trash or whatever? <laughs> yes. I mean, he brought That's it up. Him. You're exactly right. Uh, and yes, we attribute this to his WWF past and his, you know, guys who are here to be entertained. Uh, absolutely. will take it. I get so tired of those who they're just emulating Nick Saban. You ain't Nick Saban. When you get the titles, then yeah, just be a prick to talk to in a media setting. Fine. But you ain't there yet. So nobody's Nick Saban. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no, but isn't that what they're Nick all Saban. doing, Chris? Isn't that the act they all do? Maybe. Yeah. I think that's where Joey's really not. Rooted. No, he's no, I just mean those who are oh. the opposite of him, who want to be Yeah, Ford and that's Knox, what like come Yeah, on, Joey's this is refreshing because I don't know if I've 100%. I've seen this before. Like not since Leach. Not and, since and, and, someone that wants to be engaged, you know. Yeah, and Mike would kind of he would create his own headlines and all that. He wouldn't like really bring in outside distractions. He'd kind of talk about his own stuff and talk about what whatever the heck else and then everybody be like oh this is wild and crazy guy but, he'd be the one tweeting he'd be saying this day and age hey did y'all see my tweet did y'all see what i said yeah that's that's, <laughs> right, that's right you're exactly anyway, right <laughs> i but I, I appreciate joey kind of embracing yeah. the because his whole staff was sitting right behind that texas bench it was strategic but sitting right behind that texas bench during that basketball game this past february and I think they were all in awe and in shock with that environment. Mm. And they saw firsthand the, the, that spicy meatball, you know, just like uh, how, <laughs> how crazy th- this fan base is, but also kind of just the venom. And I think they would love to try to channel that toward, uh, you know, their, their Saturday afternoon matchup here. We'll see what they, uh, we'll see what they do with it. But uh, yeah, they were all very impressed. God bless those on the schedule coming up at years to come in the conference or to join the conference soon because we will have a cup of venom that runneth over. We won't know where to put it, but somebody's going to get it dumped on their head, I think, at some point in time when uh, both the Aggies and Longhorns are missing from the schedule. We'll get back to mentioning those Longhorns coming up dead ahead as we get to official L-O-double-T power rankings. We're taking a look across the Big 12 Conference and a closer look at the Texas defense revamped and reconsulted (laughs) now rolling into 2022. We'll get to that before the episode is done. But first, with fall here, you need to be getting your team geared up to take the field. And you can do that with a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs right now. Reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people with simple tools like screening questions makes it easy for you to focus on the right candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers are online visiting LinkedIn. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college right now. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post that job for free with LinkedIn terms and conditions apply. Chris Flatlands grain standing by right now. Of course, as our friends of locked on Texas tech know for your grain storage needs, feeding your animals, whatever it might be big job, small job, but I even hear tell the Red Raiders at Flatlands Grain, 
giving Red Raider pep talks this week. Couple pick me ups. You just need to come by for a cup of coffee and maybe point out some of the positives from the trip to Raleigh, North Carolina. They're happy to do that as well because these Red Raiders, like all of our supporting partners, Chris, are uh, riding these highs and lows with us as we go through a few football games so far. And you see those cows on your screen, man. Right now, if you're watching us and watching this thing, the, I mean, look, look at what they're eating, man. The, the <laughs> Flatland Grains people, I mean, they're, they're serving it up, man. And, uh, but yeah, absolutely. But no, in all seriousness, man, this is. I think I even see a little Jay's salsa in the picture on that corn there. <laughs> hey, how about that? Spicy salsa. We've talked <laughs> about meatballs. Right. I sh- maybe I should have said uh, uh, talk salsa. Yeah, I don't These know. Are Texas this, cattle, after all. That's right. That's right. Uh, but no, we, we we certainly appreciate those folks. Uh, you know, supporting us, supporting this podcast, and we would like to uh, see a lot of people support them. So uh, yeah. we talk about it all the time, man. Hashtag West Texas, man. That's what it's all about. And the, everything you see on the on that graphic right there, as far as the farming and agriculture community and all that. That's what makes this part of the state go, man. So go support those fine folks. Flatlandsgrain.com or stop by in Hale Center, Texas, 30 quick minutes north of the LBK. Or you can give Jonathan and the gang a call at 806-839-2522. Grain storage needs and beyond this fall. Market experience, crop analysis to just keeping your animals fed. They're going to be there for you, whether we're talking one truckload or thousands of bushels, flatlands grain, ready to cover all bases for farmers and ranchers here on the high plains of Texas. So again, give them a holler today at 806-839-2522 or stop by and visit the folks at Flatlands Grain and Health Center or at flatlandsgrain.com. Glad to be a part of your day, whenever, wherever, whatever day that is on Locked On Texas Tech. You could listen to them all on Little Friday, and they all become Little Friday episodes like we'll have coming at you if you're taking in the preview bright and early at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning on YouTube. Do subscribe there on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts if you have not already. Tell a friend, tell a foe. We appreciate it. Who we be? I'm Casey Cowan with Chris Level, and we're looking ahead to Tech and Texas. Once again, before we are done, we're going to turn to the defensive side of the football coming up. Talk about a familiar face now, still in a visor, and I'm sure still wearing Velcro shoes, right? Uh, Roaming the sidelines for the Longhorns and some connections here to the staff locally. But first, we're feeling powerful. We're ready to juice up the voltage once again, get the hamster turning on the wheel, and power rank the Big 12. Does anybody know what this is? This is I am the key master. very powerful and kind of takes hold of you. Let it kind of wash over you, Chris. And if it's your first time power ranking with us on Locked On Texas Tech, do be sure to rank with your legs, not with your back. The lay of the land in the Big 12. Who dares to not lead off with the Kansas Jayhawks? We'll find out. Coming up, uh, Chris, do we have a bookend conversation to where you can identify a 10 and identify a one? Is that how we should start this thing? I think that's the easiest way. When I started, uh, you mentioned we were going to do this for the show. I, that's the easiest. I started trying to think about it and trying to put it together. There's no right answers here. There's no wrong ones here. But it's it's just easier because typically for years – it's like, okay, I know who's 10th. I know who's 10th. And guess what? The problem here is that team ain't 10th anymore. I mean, they're, they're not. We always just put in Texas. I mean, put in Kansas at the bottom. You put in Oklahoma or Texas at the top. It's typically what everybody does to start the season. Uh, and I guess it's mainly been Oklahoma more so. But uh, Kansas doesn't. They're not at the bottom anymore. So when I started looking at the bottom of this list, I went with, I went with two teams. 
and I, I think I there's one that kind of breaks the tie over the other. But West Virginia, to me, is 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 the bottom. And if it's not West Virginia that it's that's at the bottom, it's Kansas State. Okay, mm. and Kansas State before the season they were a dark horse to be to win in this league. They were thought to be okay. They're close to being ranked, but they may have the worst loss of anybody in the league right now. True. A home loss to Tulane when they scored ten points and they can't throw the football. Okay, but I I went with West Virginia simply because they lost a home conference game to what we kind of thought was going to be the worst team in the conference. So that's kind of what. What broke the tie? Um, and they blew out Towson, Yeesh. I think, last week and all that. But that that's that's your tier at the bottom. And it was close because I know you were wowed by that Towson win too, you know. So <laughs> just want everybody to know how close they were right there. I uh in the teams at the top, I think you can it's one and one A. It's it's the from the Sooner State, man. The, it's either the Pokes or the Sooners. Uh I, I think that here's what's fascinating about some of these teams, as I started looking at it from this argument, Casey, is that there's some really bad teams in the Power Five, some of which have already fired their coaches. And it's fascinating that Big 12 teams have played all of these teams. <laughs> Speaking of two of the teams from Oklahoma, do we right. give Oklahoma State a ton of credit for beating an Arizona State team at home? They just fired their coach in Herm Edwards, who got fired on the field, it looked like. I don't know if you've seen that video or not. I did wow. see that video. I've never seen anything like it. Hey, man, we'd like to talk to you. He just there's some backpacking going on, and I'm like, dang, man, that may be uh, – the he, he may have just got, got aced. I uh, think he, it, they were telling him, hey, we got bad news. They're medicinal only in this state. <laughs> we need to – hey, man, we need to visit with you. You know, come come see us. Bring bring your playbook, bud. Take care, Herm. I like Herm, man. You know, I, I, don't, I don't even you know what he's play to win the game. There. But I know. Why coach? did you need to go to Arizona State, man? <laughs> yeah, but you don't coach to win the game, so you're you're out. <laughs> and then and then Oklahoma, their their kind of signature win is is at Nebraska. And yeah, going on the road and all that, but Nebraska is just a they're just a mess, man. And their, their interim coach, it was a disaster. I mean, the whole thing's just a mess. So well, that's that's two signature wins here. So part of me is going off of what we thought about them before the season started. And that they're they're talented, they're they're loaded, uh, you know all these kinds of things. So, but but there's really nobody else you can justify being better than them. Maybe you consider Texas. I don't know, but they've got they've had quarterback uh, injury, and then and, you know they did lose. I mean, am I going to give credit for a moral victory, even though they lost against uh, Alabama, even though it was a, a really against a good team? So that's kind of where where I'm at on both both ends of the spectrum. There, I don't know if you agree or disagree with me. I do generally agree. Um, I don't know if it's a disagreement with Kansas State or just PTSD as it relates to the Purple Wildcats, but I refuse to doubt their ability to get better as a football team. Oh, because yeah. They will, they will have showings earlier in the year, you know, where you're just like, huh, they're going to fire the guy walking off the field like Herm Edwards after this game. And then they go on and like win nine or nine something. Games. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Wind up in a great bowl game, so that this may is be a where snapshot. I'm not gonna... Right, yeah, right. This is just True. a snapshot of right now. It's True. all we have to go off. Of. But I'm fearful of doing it. You know, I hate purple any way you slice it. So it would be West Virginia, Texas Christian, because I mean, suck it, Texas Christian. I don't have to have a reason to put you there. And then K State would make up my bottom three. It's kind of hard to come up with options beyond some of these others, Chris, because I don't really know so much about what you're considering to be a good loss if there is such a thing or some of these really ugly ones like you're describing there where you talk about coaches who are no longer employed or employed and you've got wins over these guys on your non-conference schedule. I got the Sooner State at the top and I'm going to ride with maybe an order that some others wouldn't agree with, but I am going with Mike Gundy first and then the Sooners number two. I've got the Baylor Bears at number three. I've I don't. I don't know what that I agree. That's, what, that's where Oregon. I have. That's I, what I have. Baylor as well. I really don't know. And then I'm rounding it out with Cyclones and Longhorns in the top five. Kansas. I see you. I'm not hating you like ESPN College Game Day does. So I'm giving you a tip of the cap by putting you in front of the Red Raiders right now. But they're six. Tech is seven. And then I told you the bottom three. So I really. I don't necessarily believe so much in the very top of the list right now. I guess I'd say uh, this: the bottom. I, I kind of feel like maybe we're understanding uh, who's there and who's going to remain there. But 
you know, Oklahoma State finishing fourth or fifth or something or uh, in, in a season with a new ho- uh, head coach there in Norman, them slipping up and not meeting a typical standard. We can all see this just like we could possibly see the Kansas State Wildcats get better every week and wind up as like a top four team in the league or something. You and I may, we, we, we probably, uh, I think we have almost identical power rankings here. You and I did not discuss this before we, we started talking about it. There are no uh, wires, folks. There are yeah, no wires. But, but you know, there, there's some, you know, I, I think you could, you could debate some of these teams here or there, like whether Iowa State is, but we're, this is simply so much of it. It is an unknown here. We don't, yeah. we don't know what we don't know. And yeah, I'm giving Iowa State some credit for going to beat Iowa, but yet they only scored what, 10 points in that game. They haven't looked just like world beaters. And I know they lost so much skill off of last year's team. I also know with Texas, they have bonafide NFL talent at the skill positions on offense. That is a fact. I don't I don't think their offensive line is very good. And I don't know if we know what their quarterback position is going to look like uh, over the long haul. A lot of what I'm giving credit to Baylor for is the thought about them coming into the season and how many guys they have in the trenches on both sides of the ball. But they haven't looked very good. And Blake Shapin, you know, he hasn't been asked to throw it a ton and, and win games yet throwing the ball. And they're, and they're only tough game that they've, because they've had two home blowouts that you couldn't really learn. And the one tough game, they didn't look great and they go lose a game at BYU. So it's just a total, you know, but this is all we have to go off of. And that's why I think we're in for a wild conference race and there shouldn't be many results that, that should surprise anybody. And Kansas is going to be 4-0 after this weekend. I mean, they're going to be 4-0. They're going to beat Duke. They're almost a double-digit favorite uh, over the Blue Devils. And look out, man. I mean, I, I you know, I, it, it pains me to see. But this is why this is why I have Kansas rated above Texas Tech, Casey, and I think you do as well. They know who they are at quarterback, and they've got a really good one. They run this kind of triple option zone read, kind of it's unorthodox on, on offense. And and I think they're – but their quarterback is just dialed in. But do you know what their third down conversion percentage is? I do not. 68%. 68% is Close when they, to nice right there. Is how they convert third downs. Do you know what the Red Raiders in Texas, for example, the two teams playing this weekend in Lubbock, they're, they're around the 30s. It's going to say 6.8 for Texas Tech. Yeah. I mean, the the 30s. So, and and meanwhile, Jalen Daniels is converting third downs at nearly 70% of the time. That Mm. is crazy to me. And we can talk about who they're playing all we want to. It's still Kansas, man. I mean, they've been one of the worst Power 5 programs forever. But Lance Leipold, man, he's a straight-up genius because he's got that thing working. Yeah, and to think about Kansas being a, a touchdown favorite, uh, over anyone or over, I'm sorry, under a two touchdown underdog on the road against anyone like they were against West Virginia shows you that the uh, sharps in the desert are giving them some credibility, right? I mean, that's yeah. you didn't see a lot. You pointed out going into that West Virginia game, you're like, man, you would see 30 point. <laughs> that was normal. Like right? 20, 20, like, 20 plus or even, yeah. even approaching 30 or into 30. This was normal. This is just – and more often than not, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm taking the home team and I'll just give up the points because in Kansas would just not have the depth or they just shut it down. Uh, but not anymore, man. Look out. Chris, I don't know about you, but I, I we'll learn a lot more about Kansas State as to whether or not they're going to have kind of that upwards trajectory they do so often, I think, after this weekend. Uh, whenever they take on Oklahoma, because in Norman against the Sooners prime time, that seems like the time that K-State like comes alive and it's like going to be a 16 to 12 ball game or something. And they just make it hell on a really good football team. And Oklahoma has been on the receiving end of that plenty of times. So I'm sure they'll be talking about it, but I don't know. This seems like one of those setups where you're really like, man, K-State cross them out and put a K. Inglewood. But there's two, I don't know if there's... you want to count them out yet. Well, there's two spreads, Casey, that jumped out to me for different reasons. This is one of them. And I think that the Sooners are favored by 13. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. That's because for whatever reason, we're talking about teams that have each other's number. For whatever reason, Kansas State, man, they compete. 
against Oklahoma and and they win these games or have, have won a lot or make it very, very interesting. Yeah. And so I wouldn't put it past them. And and I'm I'm kind of especially focused on this matchup because that's where the Red Raiders are headed next weekend. I mean, they're going to Manhattan, True. Kansas after after you host the Longhorns. So you're about to see this uh uh this whole EMA group. The other spread that I think is worth mentioning, and this is the biggest unknown in the league right now, is we know nothing about them because I'm not giving them a ton of credit for the bleep show that is Colorado right now and winning at Colorado, and that's TCU. They have they they, they have a home route over Tarleton, and they 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 won at Colorado, which at the time is like okay, Pac-12 team, pretty good. They just ran away from Colorado is god awful. They are terrible. They're going to fire their coach. It's a it's a it's a mess. Um, and and then they were off. But look at that number versus SMU. Little yep. old SMU and the head coach from one program left to be the head coach at the other. Right. Now he's got to go back to where he was from in Sunny Dykes. And old Vegas thinks this is a pick'em. And they and there's no more tickets to be had for that game either in Dallas. So I'm just saying, look out if you're wearing purple this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you should be looking out every weekend uh, if you're wearing purple. But uh, I agree. This time yes. around. Bullseye. <laughs> or if you're around people wearing purple like the Sooners <laughs> yeah. are going to be, of course, uh, we'll revisit some of those games with some picks before we get to the weekend. And uh, before we are done on today's Locked On Texas Tech, we'll get back to the Longhorns and Red Raiders. want to take a look at what looks like a really salty defense in Austin this time around and maybe one not – so surprising a reason as to why you're seeing improvement. Uh, we'll hear from head coach Joey McGuire on that subject and more coming up next on Locked on Texas Tech. But first, turning your attention to our good buddy Armin Williams with Schooley Mitchell, North America's number one cost reduction company. I'm sure you're asking yourself the question, if you're a business owner, what your business could do with some extra wiggle room whenever it comes to those finances. And the great thing about Armin Chris is that he leaves no stone unturned. There are things I'm sure with so much to deal with, so much to consider for any business owner that you're not really thinking about. That's not really on your radar and maybe you're overpaying for that. And that's the kind of thing that uh, Armin Williams and Schooley Mitchell uh, are there for to help be a little more streamlined, a little more efficient and put a little bit more money in your pocket. Yeah, I, I think there's like 10 different categories that Armin really looks at as far as the way a business is run. And I think on average, it's about 30 percent, a little less than that on, on what he's able to to save most companies. But, yeah, if you're looking to hire some some more people or, or add some extra I don't know, software to your to your business, whatever it may be, Armin, Armin can kind of chip away and uh, find out some of that. And it doesn't cost you anything. You know, that that's the beauty of it. He's he's trying to help. Uh, Red Raiders, and and if you own a business out there, big or small, you know, let, let him uh, dive in. Yeah. But this is what he does. But SaveWithArmin.com, and there's no better Red Raider man than Armin. He's uh, he's good people. Saw him a few weeks ago, and uh, he 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 did it all when he was in school here. Homecoming King and Frobro sitting in the stands of of the uh, the United Supermarkets Arena and just uh, having a ball. Man, he's he's good people. Was in the band even, you know. So, but blowing a horn. But uh, yeah, good good people, man. But uh, he would love to help you if if you if you have that need. Yeah. So if you're in the business of like employing a brass section, he probably knows especially where you can probably trim. <laughs> That's up, right. Save some money, cut some costs as it relates to that. But of course, well beyond there is no risk because there is no upfront cost, as Chris mentioned. All starts with a free analysis, and then they only share in any savings generated for your business. So head on over. Get the ball rolling now and clear up a little space for 2023 at SaveWithArmin.com. And friends and neighbors, get the latest on this week's slate of football games as well as the ins and outs on the wide, wide world of sports at Bet Online. Combat sports, baseball, basketball, esports, golf, and of course, professional and college football bet online is the live betting HQ and the spot for stats and scores on your college football Saturday. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite events while they happen. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about what the lines are looking like this week. 
People like Texas, huh? Longhorns, about minus six and a half as we sit here today. Coming to town to take on the Red Raiders. Get in on that action or find an angle on the action you want in on right now with our friends at Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks for joining us on Locked On Texas Tech, your team every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. And be sure to join us once again tomorrow as we continue looking ahead to Red Raiders and Longhorns on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast. Please subscribe if you have not so far. And thanks to all those who have. Uh, something I want to get into coming up a little further tomorrow. It's the thing that essentially every week is going to be turning on if you have you know anything that resembles a, a one-score, 10-point uh, kind of ball game just like last week's turnovers and it has not been friendly for texas tech so far this season we'll get a little bit further into that coming up tomorrow on locked on texas tech of course a group that's going to have a lot to do with that as it relates to that red raider offense is the longhorn defense pretty salty early on there was not a lot of noticeable difference between what the crimson tide were bringing to town defensively and what the longhorns uh, were trotting out so what a comparison to get before you play them early on in the year. And there's also a familiar face who is now in a faded red or what they call otherwise burnt orange visor. It's essentially the worst variety of red that they've chosen here. Gary Patterson, a Longhorn defensive consultant. That defense given high praise, as was Coach Patterson this week by head coach Joey McGuire. They're uh, sound. They're, ta- they're tackling better. And, you know, they added a piece, uh, you know, as an analyst with a probably one of the best defensive minds in college football and Gary Patterson. And you can definitely see, you know, there's an influence there. Um, shoot, I watch him film and, you know, you see him on the sideline taking notes. And, you know, he's a good friend of mine. You know, Coach Perry and Zarnell uh, both worked for him. And, you know, and they say, you know, that's one thing they say. You can see um, that he's definitely – uh, there to to really consult and they're playing de- better defense and you see why they're I think they're a better football team than what they were last year especially at this point. Yeah, and I think uh, Texas's defensive coordinator is Pete Kwiatkowski. Uh, I think I said that right. Uh, and and he's you know he's in a no win situation here uh, just because Gary Patterson has arrived. But I I can tell you from talking to certain people around the Texas Tech program, I mean, not really hard to figure out who it is, uh, but, you know, they all see Gary Patterson's influence uh, on, on you know, that side of the ball, uh, alignment, scheme, uh, different things. I think that, you know, Zarnell and, and Kenny Perry both have worked with him. They know how that four-two-five defense has been run before. Um, and, you know, and again, it's – but I'm, I'm curious what it looks like, uh, you know, on the road, you know, in, in front of a loud crowd and all those things, because Texas hasn't play, had, had to do that, that yet this year. But um, the whole the whole Gary Patterson thing is very interesting to me, because if it goes well, he gets a lot of credit. Yet if it doesn't go well, he probably is in line to, to take over the defense or even the the, the whole job. I mean, the, the head coaching job. So it's kind of a weird he's, – he's in a perfect situation because if it goes well, he's going to get a ton of credit. And if it doesn't go well, they may look at him and go, hey, man, you, you want to take a shot at this deal? So mm-hmm. it's kind of a – it's a weird deal, but it's really strange to me seeing him in orange. I don't mind telling you that. But him looking in that – wearing that UT stuff is really bizarre to me. I don't know how the people in Fort Worth uh, feel about it, but it's certainly uh, bizarre to me. Disgusted, I would imagine, if they have any sense because – uh, Gary Patterson. But they kind of fired him. I know. Yeah. They didn't have any sense, I suppose. <laughs> so I'm only talking about the ones that have any sense. Uh, and that may be few and far between. I don't know. Why Why would you be a horn frog if you had any? So now, what a riddle wrapped inside of a mystery, inside of an enigma, stuffed inside of a flower tortilla. Delicious. Gary Patterson demands, like, respected credibility. He can't be ignored. I, I wanted to. Mountain West Conference, yada, 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 great statistics. Yeah, come on down to the Big 12. What are you going to do? Oh, win the league, be pretty consistently good. And then there were some valleys, clearly. But I respect Gary Patterson as a football coach as as much as anyone that I've had to see over and over and over coach football. 
uh, in my lifetime, Chris. I I would love for him to be the coach of any team I was rooting for, and I know that he he rubs people all kinds of the wrong way, and he, his personality is what his personality is, but his football teams were freaking good, and even if they weren't talented, they would hit you in the mouth, and they were going to be physical, and you knew that defensively, having the kind of game plan they typically would, they would wind up in games with a chance. They they wouldn't always win them, and I know there was some offensive consternation and always holding back this guy and that guy and whatever. But it can only be a positive impact, I think, that he's going to have on a program being in their building, right? So fingerprints on it or just you know impressions on players, mentoring, leadership, et cetera, he's going to have a positive impact somehow. It sounds like you're seeing it on the field also, but I'm sure – as far as day-to-day, it's it's almost invaluable. I mean, can you imagine taking that many wins or, or that much experience and and adding it to a sideline? I mean, like I said uh, last week, I think whenever Texas and Alabama were together, Patterson ranked second among that I know of four head coaches in the stadium. It goes Saban, Patterson, Bill O'Brien, and uh, what's his name? Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah, my bad. I forgot. <laughs> I respect the hell out of Gary Patterson and uh, – I don't even know if I like him, but from a football standpoint, I respect him and I I hate that he is in Austin. And if he's going to remain there, I'll be glad they're not on the schedule anymore. Yeah. Same page. You know, I don't, I don't like the, I don't like kind of his style, just his, I don't know. It's like, he's just kind of a lunatic on the sideline. No (laughs) no doubt. No doubt. Respect the job he's done. He's a hell of a football coach, widely respected in the sport and all that. I think he's got a unique, uh, way of coaching defense. I, I mean, because the whole thing I was curious about when he went there is it, it just comes down to egos, okay? who Who's willing to put their ego aside? The current D.C., Gary Patterson, Steve Sarkeesian, you know, because it's it, – it, 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 and, and, and we still don't really know – how that is how that is working you know are you listening to all of my ideas do i want all of your ideas what am i actually going to implement i'm the one that gets to call it you know i appreciate your input but it, this is my you know rearing on the line i mean you know there's a lot of dynamics there uh at play if they've all put their ego aside this has a chance to really be a beautiful thing for for the folks in austin i just I'm not going to buy that until we get to the end, and and I've seen a full season of, okay, this is this is worked, this is great, this is, um, you know, and all that. So, but it it's it's a fascinating hire. I think it's a hire that Gary Patterson was uh, motivated to kind of go, you know, and if you remember back this this rumor or this kind of process, it felt like it took two months. He'd been seen there. He was there. He's back there in Fort Worth, but he's back in Austin. And it's like, okay, nobody had announced anything. And it was just like it took forever to get to make it quote unquote official. But um, it's official now. And I think he's definitely helping. There's no doubt in my mind. I just curious who's really calling the shots, who's in charge, and is everybody in fact put their ego on the back burner? You know, I know what Gary Patterson tweeted, but I'm not uh the proof's in the pudding. We'll see kind of what it looks like when you get into the the heart of this conference race and see if uh, there's still much improved on defense. What'd he tweet? He tweeted out after the Alabama game that he kind of deflected all the credit. And it, this is not I, this is we. I saw that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, which is the most, it makes my head want to explode. It's the most weird. fascinating thing about yeah. that and about the way Sarkeesian acted after that game. It's as if Texas won. We're talking about, the oh. University of Texas here, man, and it's like we're 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 just like, man, we we can't act like we've done anything yet. You lost. I mean, yeah. you freaking lost the game. Yeah. So no, I mean, I'm, I'm just, and, and he's sitting there like, I don't want any credit, man. This is all about we. You lost, no, I love Gary. That. I mean, yeah. Well, and so. he's on his Twitter account. Like uh, a lot of people ask me why I support so much high school sports. Like, do they really ask you? Or Nobody a lot of people you. are asking me why Nobody asked I had you such nothing, great man. ideas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so many people are coming to me with credit. I feel like I should say, it's not me. It's what, yeah. I mean, I, that is kind of weird. I'd kind of forgotten about that as a matter of fact. I don't know what Gary Patterson's even doing on a football sideline because while he commands a lot of respect in the football community, the respect in the country music community is much, much higher. I think he should get away from football, get to the studio, and start cranking out some hits. You ever <laughs> heard his album? 
No, I, I'm not. I'm not. You mean to play a track here for no, you? Please, I'm sorry, we're out of time. <laughs> Thank you. The internet so connection went out. My cat <laughs> that I don't have. Oh, that's me actually pulling the plug on this. I was just about to yeah. play it too. It's weird what your right hand will do and how the left hand will save you every once in a while. <laughs> Gary Patterson on my shoulder. Look it up, folks. He really does have a country album. You did know that, right? Yeah, unfortunately, I did. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. you sound like a man. That sad tone actually does sound like a man uh, who's heard the song and not in a fun country music, sad kind of way. Like, wow, his kids must be really embarrassed, sad kind of way. <laughs> Speaking of yeah. that, uh, we better wrap this son of a gun up. I don't think we've embarrassed ourselves yet, but with enough time, you know, anybody can. Maybe we'll write an album here and put it together. Uh, this week, Chris, before it's all said and done. I don't know what's to come, except the conversation on turnovers. We're going to get to that coming up tomorrow because uh, you said it before last week. Hey, it all sounds great as far as these matchups and this and that, but how about a turnover or two to spin the game on its head? And, and boy, that's exactly what we got, right? Yeah, and uh, you, you you need to quit turning the ball over, and uh, Texas hasn't really done much of that, so let's get into that uh, conversation tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, loggerheads uh, to a degree as far as what you're wanting to happen with uh, Texas Tech in that column or to begin to happen uh, for the Longhorns in that column. So we'll dive into that coming up tomorrow. Hope you'll subscribe on YouTube. In the meantime, if you haven't already or anywhere you get your podcast and after Locked on Texas Tech today, make sure to make Locked on Big 12 your second listen with Josh Neighbors as he will take you around the league as we get set uh, for quite the weekend in the Big 12. So check out Locked On Big 12 with Josh Neighbors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Chris, enjoyed it once again, my man. I can't wait to see you on the other side and dive right back into why Chris Del Conte borrows his mother's jeans to go out on Saturday night. I love that. Keep hope alive, everybody. (laughs) Subscribe on YouTube, anywhere you get your podcasts. Do that. (laughs) For the only Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. We'll see you tomorrow on Locked On Texas Tech.